Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be my talk about the trials updates that Bungie outlined in their TWAB that happened on April the 23rd. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. I'm probably live right now at SayNoToRage.com. That will bring you right to my Twitch channel, and you can take part in these conversations live. If you're on YouTube, I appreciate all the support on YouTube. The like, share, subscribe, the bell button, all of that. If you want to listen to the entire like audio podcast versions of these episodes, just look for SNTR Presents on all the podcast platforms and you'll find them. So I want to walk through what they said. You know, what do they say? They're addressing specific things that people have been kind of having an issue with trials. Then I want to talk about scalability because they did hint at some things they might want to do with weapons in the future. It sounded really familiar if you listened to one of my most recent videos. And then the main issue. I want to end by talking about the main issue. Now, I'm not going to walk through their commentary on cheating just yet. I want to do that in a separate video because, man, it was a doozy and some of it's kind of worded strangely. So that's going to be a separate video about anti-cheat. So that, But I am going to talk about cheating at the end but that's not the focus of this video so what did they say so they posed problems okay they posed three problems and what they're doing to answer those problems and some of these are i think are going to make people pretty happy because we've been talking about these things for a while so problem token rewards incentivizes players to farm three wins and reset their card Solution. In Season 11, we're planning on creating token payout milestones at 357 wins that give you successively larger chunks of tokens. Bonus token passage should increase these payouts, and on a flawless run, it will generate a significant token payout. So that is almost exactly what we've been saying that needs to happen. If you don't want people low card farming, you need to motivate them to go to the back half of the card and even to go flawless, and that is a good change. Uh, problem number two. Trials is unrewarding for players stuck at one to two wins. The, you know, the win requirement problem. Their solution. Create a weekly bounty that encourages participation each weekend and does not require match wins. When the bounty is redeemed, it will reward the same item that comes from the third win on the passage, unlocking the engram for purchases that week. So they are now removing the win requirement. Another thing that we asked for. And... It's kind of a nice compromise. People are like, let's quit with the token things. Let's bring back bounties. Well, they're going to give you a bounty that you'll just be able to complete. And once completed, now the win requirement's gone. So this is, again, this is exactly what we were saying. Remove the win requirement and the people asking for bounties, they kind of got their way too. Third problem. Trials feels unrewarding compared to other endgame activities. Solution. Inject more chances to earn masterworking materials from trials. Masterwork infusion materials will come from 3, 5, and 7 win payouts in Season 11. We are also looking to possibly adding a new material-focused farming card in Season 12. That's probably their weakest answer. I don't really think that's that's what people are looking for when they say it's unrewarding compared to other endgame stuff. Uh, but they're not done yet. They do address uh, the weapon. They said, these are our current plans for changes that we want to make in the short term. We will also be investigating improvements that we can make in the long term. For example, you may be asking, what about adept weapons? We are currently investigating a new form of flawless award weapons for a future season. I don't think that's going to be in the summer, by the way. They might not have the same name, but these weapons would have some differences in order to set them apart. Right now, we are currently looking at giving these weapons the ability to replace the weapon mod slot with an adept mod slot. The name may change. And then they could accept custom custom built mods in addition to the normal list of weapon mods all of this is subject to change as we continue to develop but wanted to give you an early look we'll share more details in the future so again 
that is you know i don't think that's coming in the summer the way they're talking about it it's still in concept whatever's been built for the summer is pretty much already built or being polished right now this is a future season thing i don't think this is happening in the summer this would be something that would happen in september when i believe that the weapons 2.0 system would land this could be another version of that like weapons 2.0 i mean in a video i had the other day when we were talking about the grandmaster nightfalls i outlined an idea just like that i said why not put a gold mod slot on all items or items that come from flawless or something and that could take in only really really good mods like grandmaster nightfall mods or like adept mods from going flawless to make those weapons stand apart make them a little bit better and make them you know more of a sense of being rewarded for your time now that brings questions though so it's good to see ideas that we had about meeting pain points being directly addressed in this twab thumbs up for that Waiting for adept weapons is something we anticipated. I, you know, I was telling folks, you're not going to get adept weapons this season, and I certainly don't think you're going to get adept weapons next season. These are things. Uh, these are these are things that are going to take some time. So, scalability is my next question, though. That's kind of the middle of the video. If they want to go this way with like adept slots and custom build mods. I start immediately having questions about scalability because they've already talked about power creep and the need to sunset weapons. So the concern that I would have would be, how are you going to make this a scalable system? If I can custom build some insane mod and I can slap that into trials weapons or grandmaster or raid weapons to make them significantly better, yes, the weapon may get sunset later at a later time and like not be infusible. But what about the mod? Are you, are you going to limit when the mod can be used? Are you going to limit our, our mods that drop in that season only working on those weapons? And then in the future, when you get another weapon, could I use that mod? Do you see what I'm saying? Like if you create a mod, if you they said custom built, which has kind of got me interested. If you create a mod of some kind to take your weapon up a notch and make it adept, do you get to use that mod for forever would be my question. Or are mods going to be sort of encased in the season that they land in? The other thing to consider is if, you know, with sunsetting, with sunsetting trials weapons, would they be very intentional about that as well? Would you create trials weapons that are not fully adept until slotted with a mod, but then you really wouldn't want to use that mod on like a future weapon? So once the weapon gets sunset and no longer infusible, and now you're chasing new trials weapons, the appeal would be oh, I need to get new mods. There's new mods this season, or there's new mod this year that's going to pair better with these trials. I always think about scalability. Whenever they introduce Armor 2.0, that was the first thing I said was, how are you going to motivate me to push forward? If I spend an entire season creating a great build and a great armor set with all the right stats and with all the right things that I like, how do you motivate me to leave that behind? How are you going to do that? Scalability is always the question I have. So as soon as I read that, I got kind of excited. I was like, that's something we were literally just talking about. That gives you flexibility. You don't have to run the weapon. You can run a weapon of choice with the adept mod of your choice or the, or the crafted mod or whatever they do. And then that gives you that flexibility in your loadout, but then scalability immediately starts to rear its head if I can use that for forever how do you motivate me the next season or the next time around to go back into trials and chase the new things that's a question they'll have to answer I believe in year 4 lastly let's talk about the main issue Okay, 
Filling the funnel with players is great. I really think these solutions will help with that. It'll make people say, I can go do a bounty. I can get tokens all weekend and try and get some dope loot. I don't have to go flawless. Removing the pressure of the, you know, the feel the need to go flawless is, I think, a good decision, and we, we've been really uh, campaigning for that. However, even if you fill the funnel with more players, cheating, according to Bungie in this TWAB, ha- they have seen an increase by about 50%. They went from banning, uh, you know, somewhere in the neighborhood of 600 some odd players uh, a week to 2,000. Uh, they're banning more people and they're finding more people cheating. And we know from interviews and from things that we've seen, they're also not catching people. So you can do all this. This is great. I, I like to see the teams that are in charge of trials hear us and respond with good solutions, almost one-to-one solutions of things that we've been saying would be needed. Uh, People in this chat, we've seen things on Reddit and Twitter. It's good to see that happening. It's like, okay, you guys are actually taking in the feedback and immediately coming back and saying, here are ways we're going to kind of give you guys what you've been asking for. But... Cheating, cheating isn't going to really let this balloon ever get right back off the ground. It's going to kind of get pulled back down again because if you fill the funnel with more players, now more players are going to the environment where the cheaters are hanging out. So right now, if you've been kind of staying away from trials because the incentives haven't been there, you really can't get to the third win or you feel like you're just getting beat up by the god tier players, you might suddenly decide to come in because of these changes and then you get to experience the nasty thing that the rest of us have gotten to experience by playing against wall hackers, aim botters, or whatever and now you've been exposed to something that you may have avoided up to now so if they don't if they don't solve the cheating problem in a very very noticeable way obviously we're going to continue to watch and see if the player base numbers surge in trials whenever they roll out this update I would hope they could roll this update out alongside of some of the other measures they're trying to take in the background so there's a noticeable decrease in cheaters. If they can decrease the number of cheaters and increase the funnel of players in trials with more casuals and more mid lanes, you might suddenly feel like, wow, we're really not running into cheaters anymore. Then the only real lingering question and and, and question mark and thing that needs to be solved is the true incentive to continually go flawless which it sounds like we're going to see that at a much later time. Again, I don't think we're going to see that in the summer. The adept slot you know adept weapons they're not going to call them that but for now that's what they're saying I believe that'll come at a much later time probably in September the here and now though the here and now fires that need to be put out incentives it sounds like they've got some good ideas to fix that we don't know when that'll happen you fix incentives you're really going to have to figure out how to put a stop to a lot of the cheating and a lot of the ones that aren't getting caught uh, because you're going to run the risk of bringing a bunch of people in and be like, hey, Trials is better now, and then they also run into cheaters and get the same bad experience that a lot of us have. So we're going to transition to Q&A next. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at SayNoToRage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the Q&A session that followed my talk about the trials updates outlined in the TWAB, the weekly Bungie blog. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can probably catch me live right now at SayNoToRage.com. That will bring you right to my Twitch channel. If you're on YouTube, like, share, subscribe, and the bell button helps me out. Thank you for doing that. The YouTube channel's been doing great lately. And if you're looking for the audio versions and you just want to listen to this as a podcast, you can look for SNTR Presents on all the podcasts platforms let's jump right into the questions parasito the community managers have been setting expectations on twitter for a couple weeks now did the devs back themselves into a corner discussing their new versions of adept weapons i appreciate the transparency but once the sharks smell blood well i trust that they're not gonna they're not gonna outline something like they did 
and then whenever it finally lands be 100% and completely and utterly different I would guess thank you Big Dipper for the brand new sub and for doing a tier 2 that's very kind of you I would guess that they have a lot of confidence that this is that general hemisphere of something they're going to do with the weapons better mods you know what I'm saying like I think Bungie's pretty confident that yeah we're going to get to a place where we'll probably have better mods for raids or for or for trials and that'll go on weapons right because right now what they do they did supreme nightmare mods they did all that on armor I think Bungie knows the general trajectory of how they're going to update and kind of change weapons in the future so I don't think they back themselves into a corner by any stretch by the time it lands is anybody going to come back to this twab and be like but you specifically said custom build and then like well we decided we didn't want to do that but there's still really really awesome adept mods that you can slot in trials weapons and raid weapons and grandmaster weapons like if that's ever a, a classification of weapons I think they kind of know the general hemisphere of where they'll land and people will be like, oh, this is what they were talking about back then when they were experimenting. Now, I'm sure you're going to have like those those super like hall monitor finger waggy people that are like, but you said custom built and you're a liar. We're not custom building them. I think they gave themselves wiggle room to be like, this is something we're experimenting with. This isn't exactly how it's going to land. You can't grab one piece of the sentence out and ignore the rest. People that do that are just ignorant. Like, I think they set it up to say, this is a direction we're considering, but it's not going to be exactly like this when it lands. It's unlikely that that'll be the case. If you're going to waste emotion and get angry and come back to a TWAB written on April 23rd because it's, you know, it's September 18th and you really feel like they didn't honor what they promised you, well, then you're an idiot that didn't read the TWAB very well. It doesn't make it, it it's not a promise. Um, it, you know, it's not a it's not a promise. It's like this is stuff that we're messing around with. This is likely somewhere where we're going to end up mega hop what would you expect or enjoy to see on unique adept weapons or potentially a trials exotic fingers crossed they got to be careful here because you can create the the rich get richer scenario the the you know, the god tier players going flawless more often and getting more of the weapons and more of the gear you can't be like hey congratulations you went flawless here's a hand cannon that consistently two taps like that's a problem you know that's you're overstepping uh, you know celerity as a perk could have been a good intrinsic perk for adept weapons because it's contextually helpful it's only really helpful in trials when you're last guardian standing and if you're if you're going to help somebody that's a time to do it you know you know that's that that is a time to do it to say oh well that's that's a time where it's acceptable to give somebody a little extra love you know from a perk or something if you leave the confines of something that is contextual and more limited that's when things get problematic a weapon that consistently two taps a weapon that consistently has a faster time to kill than other weapons would become a, a problematic and frustration in the community because as trials would continue to evolve you get to week three or four and you'd be like well yeah the teams that are already better and have gone flawless a lot now they're even now they're winning gunfights faster because of the weapons you can't overstep so i would say keep it in that lane and i also think they need to consider the look of the weapon i do think one of the reasons adept weapons were sort of a fond memory that we have it was a contextual and not game breaking benefit and then they looked different I, I think those two boxes get checked and I, I think I think most players will be satisfied with that new Ford order 
Do you think Bungie can actually determine who is knowingly playing with someone cheating as opposed to not knowing and ban the right people? I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because we're likely to get into a big long rant session about this on Monday when we do the cheating video and Q&A because Bungie did say they're looking at considering doing that. Like you're not going to be innocent if you're playing with a cheater. There's a lot of problems there. Um, there's a there's a lot of danger because somebody in chat is saying uh, cheats are obvious. You know, no, you don't. If I was playing with somebody using a wall hacker and aimbot, you're expecting me to be paying attention to them in the kill feed as opposed to just running around and playing. Now again, they're not talking about matchmaking. So if I go to LFG and I grab some people and I'm playing, and I'm playing with a guy that's using a toggleable aimbot or wall hacks, the likelihood of me knowing, um, the likelihood of me knowing that he's doing it is just so is so tough. I have to be spectating him. I have to be seeing the types of kills that he's getting. If he's just sniping over my shoulder, dude, I, I play with really good players that do that. Like I'm doing something. I'm, oh wow, what a shot, Sonic! Holy frick! I'm not. I'm gonna automatically assume anybody who plays well is cheating. You know what I'm saying? So they got to be really, really careful with this one because. I can tell somebody made a really good point earlier. You know when you're playing against a cheater a whole lot faster than when you're playing with a cheater. Now, sure, if their machine gun, if they're if they're getting their machine gun in round one, or their sniper is shooting rapid fire or something like that, or they're resing themselves, well, yeah, I, I know what's going on. If I'm trying to grind comp though on LFG, now I got to back out, which is bad for me. I could get I could get basically put in timeout for backing out of comp games and I gotta back out and then I gotta report him. You should know who you're playing with. Why do people say things like that? I, I want you to press pause and read that back and try to imagine that not being stupid. <laughs> like, people use LFG to play with people. What are you talking about? Like, they're gonna use LFG to play with folks. So now I can't do that? I can't play with some random stranger? Like, you know what I'm saying? I can't go to LFG and team up with people that I don't know. Well, can you send me uh, a driver's license picture and your game history? And could I, could, could, well, could you go ahead and stream so I could see what you're doing? Come on. I'm just telling you right now that they got to be really, really careful with this because I don't, I don't even know why they brought it up personally. I don't even know why they brought it up because now everyone's going to be like gun shy. Now everybody's going to be gun shy from from even wanting to go uh, into LFG and play with others because they're going to be like, dude, I, I don't I don't want to run the risk. I don't want to run the risk of, of of playing with a cheater. You know what I mean? You can't suddenly require people to 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 only play with people that they know because there's cheaters out there. So they're going to have to be really really careful with it. Uh, my buddy joined an Xbox LFG for trials and the guy was DDoSing. They started thinking it was error codes, but after three or four matches, they reported him and left. He didn't DOS every game. Exactly. Like, it's hard. It's going to be really, really hard to know. I'm actively trying not to die and get my own kills. I'm supposed to also pay attention to the guy that I'm playing with and what he might or might not be doing. Like, I can't do that. I get tunnel vision enough and don't res my dead teammates because I'm a dummy. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I better run over here and get your res. Like, I have a hard enough time not being the brain-dead dum-dum, not resing my teammates. I, I'm, also, I'm also supposed to pay attention to, like, what's going on in the game. Like, oh, they might be cheating. Thanks for ripping me a new one. Oh, come on about beverages. Don't take it personal. Y- you, y- you said that, and you didn't really think it through. Like, 
I, I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be to be mean, but that's why I said reread that and try and imagine it not being stupid. Like that's stupid to tell people they can only play with people that they know. Come on, LFGs get tons of traffic, and then you're gonna shut that down because you might play with a cheater. That's what I said. Bungie just has to be really, really careful with this. If they hit the wrong people, it's going to cause way more trouble than it's worth. Go, like, here, here, all right. I didn't want to do this, but we're doing it because this is not what we're talking about. I was going to save the rant and I was going to save cheating for Monday. But let me just be really frank here, okay? (laughs) You're not doing a good job banning the cheaters. Maybe focus on that first before banning other people that aren't actively using a cheat. You know, maybe start there. Maybe, maybe get better at, at banning the actual cheaters because you're not doing a great job doing it now, right? Do that first. Let's, let's, let's not get the cart before the horse. Don't worry about who's playing with cheaters. You're not doing a great job at priority one. So get that down first, and then let's talk about banning people who might be playing with a cheater and know it or don't know it, okay? Like, sorry, but... I don't think that's really even needed to be talked about right now. I think they're just trying to like shake people like, ooh, your buddy cheats and you know it, you might get banned. They're trying to scare folks. You know, it's just a scare tactic, as QBZ saying. So, I I didn't want to go off on that just yet. I was saving that for Monday. But for Frick's sake, like first order of business, I, it's great you're banning more people. That's not necessarily meaning you're more efficient at it. It means that, that goes hand in hand with the fact that there's more cheaters. Like... You you gotta <laughs> you gotta get the cheaters out, and that's not happening very well right now. I would say that needs to happen first before you start looking at you know banning would be guilty by association players, the monkey sixty seven, which Bungie uh, with Bungie possibly adding adept mods in future seasons. Do you think that they should just make adept weapons and add an adept mod? I, I, the reason that the other day I came up with the concept of an adept mod slot was that it would give you some freedom, and the reason I came up with this idea was. We had the idea of like, what if there were two Grandmaster guns a season and you're trying to get those Grandmaster guns and they're better at Grandmaster Nightfalls. And I said, well, the problem with that is, is now there's only two weapons that are like the best weapons to use in a Grandmaster and it kind of limits your decision making. So I said, well, what if they did an Adept slot? And the only way to get mods for that Adept slot would be to run Grandmaster or to go flawless in Trials. You know? So... That, to me, would give you the freedom to say, well, I actually prefer a spare rations, or I actually prefer this weapon over the hand cannon this season or whatever. Like, if there's a Trials hand cannon and you're not really down with it, if there was that Adept slot on, like, all weapons, then you're earning the mod. It is an Adept mod, and you're saying, oh, we can put this... Yeah, like the Radiance mods on Forges, exactly like that, contextual to the mode, you could have a, you could have that slot. Now, that was only on the Black Armory weapons, and it only worked in Black Armory, so that would be a, a limiting thing with Trials, right? The Trials weapons could drop with a Adept Trials mod slot that allows you to get these perks and things, but then you're not limited to just, well, I guess you would be limited to just the Trials weapons. I think it'd be maybe okay for trials to be a little bit more limiting because they generally usually have a bigger loot pool and if they did it with Grandmaster or a raid, you'd want it to be a pretty big loot pool. I was just concerned about being like, hey, we're going to do two Grandmaster weapons a season and then you feeling like, well, those are the only weapons worth running in a Grandmaster once you get them and that flattens out decision making. 
a mod slot doesn't do that it's just like the way that the raid mods work. You didn't have to run raid armor in Garden of Salvation. You just had to run armor from that season. So if you had a really, really good armor set that you liked, you could just slot in enhanced enhanced relay defender and get the advantage of that. And Bungie said that they didn't want to do intrinsic intrinsic perks because then you're like, I have to run raid armor. Maybe you don't want to. Maybe you already have a great set of armor. So there's give and take there. You want to give people a reason to get stuff from a raid or trials flawless, but you don't want that reward to feel like a pair of handcuffs. Well, thanks, but I have to run this if I'm going to take advantage of the perk in the raid. So they're like, well, no, we'll give you a mod and you can just slot that in your armor. You earned the mod. You ran the raid. You earned the adept mod. You went flawless. Does that make sense? The danger there would be they could really dilute it too much and then the, the trials weapons wouldn't mean anything. So they have to be careful. It's, there's, there's pros and cons to either system. If it's just adept mods, then you could be slapping adept mods into like a spare rations and now the, now the trials weapons are kind of like, eh, they're not as good. You would want the trials weapons and the trials mods to maybe have a harmony that pushes you to using them, but you can also use those trials mods and other weapons if you want. Remember when I said when we got into uh, Shadowkeep, I was like, well, all the new weapons should have a normal mod slot and a champion mod slot as a soft push to say, hey, maybe put the recluse away. Maybe put the recluse away and use a subjunctive instead. Why? Well, because you can run minor spec and anti-barrier. That makes it a little bit better than the recluse. Maybe not a little bit better because recluse was god tier, but still, it's a soft push. So they could do like a soft push where trials adept weapons and adept mods have like a really nice parody, but then you could also say, well, I still prefer my spare rations right now, and you could take that adept mod and put it in the spare rations. It would give you the freedom to do that, but would also slightly be saying yeah you 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 still might want to use the trials hand cannon there's a better parity here between the two if that makes sense maybe like season of dawn armor mods that require an additional mod to take full advantage right something that's not required but it is like that soft push forward like yeah try out the new stuff don't keep using your old stuff um the arcade guy what are your thoughts on matchmaking, including what card is selected? If token versus token card, more rewards or help prevent token farmers on mercy cards? I see where you're going, but I don't think matchmaking needs any other stipulations, especially if they're trying to increase the player pool. The last thing you want to do is feel like matchmaking is taking a long time because of the card that you chose. So I, I understand the spirit of your idea, but I don't think it would be ultimately helpful. Mr. Donut Puncher, how many hours played should an account have before being able to play Trials? Yeah, I didn't mention that because that's kind of in the cheating topic. And they said they were considering requiring more hours. Um, again, the problem with that is you're still going to have people just creating accounts throughout the week and getting those hours. I don't think... I uh, Requiring more hours to play and... Uh, and a paywall, I really just don't think those are going to stop the, the the people that we're running into. Number one, if they know there's a certain number of hours required, they could just create extra accounts and play on them throughout the week to get them ready in case they get banned. So they're going to hit the required hours. If you put a paywall in front of it, 
I still think putting a paywall in front of it is a mistake because you're going to hurt honest players and the true offenders would be willing to spend the money. Does that make sense? It's 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 such a debate that I can't land on either side. A paywall would probably stop Johnny Credit Card. Little Johnny Credit Card would be like, my mom's going to get mad at me if I keep getting banned and keep buying this DLC. So you might get, you know, a percentage of the cheaters to stop if you put a paywall. In that swing of blocking them, how many honest players are you also keeping out of the player pool, ultimately shrinking the trial's player base? I can't land on either side here. I'm like you're hurting players that just didn't buy the season but want to play Trials you want them in there, you want as many people being able to play as possible but you also are letting Johnny Credit Card he can just keep paying for the cheat and keep making new accounts and jumping back in you know, the low hanging young dum-dums would be like, I can't keep buying the DLC, I'm gonna get in trouble and you would stop them from cheating The real question for me would be, how many of them are there? How many people would actually get stopped by a $10 paywall? They're willing to pay a monthly fee to have wall hacks. They're paying a monthly fee. They're not even paying, like, a one-time fee. They're paying an actual ongoing fee to cheat. Adding time or level requirement will increase the amount of account sellers. Yeah, because then people are just going to grind accounts and sell them. That's true, too. Uh, these are uh, it just feels like low level mitigation instead of a instead of a bulwark to stop people it feels like low level mitigation I feel like you're giving me a fly swatter when you could put up like fly traps all over the place well here's a fly swatter flies are still getting in like it doesn't it feels like it would mitigate and I would get some of the flies but it ultimately wouldn't stop it it's like that's not what we really need right now we need an, a bulwark, a, a barrier to keep people from getting in who are cheating because it doesn't really feel like what they have is working very well. CS only allows two wins a day when getting your first rank and you have to get to a certain level before you can play comp and overwatch. Uh, there are ways to combat cheating with some sort of requirement. Yeah. If you put a paywall, it would just increase the amount carries have to pay. And again, and again, you would be stopping honest players from being like, well, I'm not interested in the season, but I like to run trials. Like, I would, I would, that would be my question for Bungie. If you're in, if you're considering doing a paywall, how many non-paying players are in the player pool every weekend in trials? Because you're going to lose them. You're going to lose them. That would be, that would be a dilemma. Texan Archer, as someone who has done some recoveries, why do people see it as cheating when I beat them fair and square? Also love the coffee. Thank you. We had a knockdown drag out fight early about this, so I'm not trying to reopen, uh, you know, the fires here and get these embers burning again. But people that are saying recoveries are equal to cheating are wrong and it's unhelpful in the current conversation. The definition of cheating is not broad enough or flexible enough to include recoveries. They are not running extra software. They're not going into the game and getting access to unfair advantages like extra ammo or, you know, more uh, wall hacks or aim assist or aim bots. Like, they're not doing anything in the game that gives them some sort of an advantage, okay? They're going in and they're playing according to the rules. They are in the game doing everything is fair and square. Whether Lumi is logged in on his account or somebody else's, he is not going in the game and using something to cheat with. 
The definition of cheating is not flexible enough to include recoveries. Fundamentally, I think it's unhelpful to dilute the conversation right now and start talking about recoveries being the problem. The two main problems we're facing right now is incentivization breakdown with the token payout, token required wins, and low card farming, and nothing really good in the flawless chest. So incentivization is breaking down in a variety of ways, and then you have cheaters. Those are the two primary causes for people quitting, and that's the big issue. The player base is going down. It's immoral. (laughs) Don't make me freaking laugh. the, The player base is going down, which is causing the player base to go down like it compounds itself the more the player base goes down the more likely you're going to run into really good teams stacked teams cheaters or recoveries and people want something to blame people want something to blame and so they want to blame the the state of the game on recoveries and it's like you can you can dislike recoveries you can disagree with recoveries on principle but the main issues that this game is facing right now is that there are not good incentivizations to go flawless or stay off the bottom half of the card. It's really, really hard for casuals to get the tokens and turn them in because of the win requirements and cheating. Those are the primary things that need to be addressed. If Bungie were to address those things and the player base would go up into like, let's say the four or five hundred thousands, you you would not run into as many recoveries or as many stacks. You know who you'd run into? You'd run into me and some viewers. Because we'd be like, yeah, let's go in. Let's get some bounties. Let's get some uh, Let's get some tokens. The more people that are in the player base, the less these issues would be felt. You're feeling these issues in a more pronounced way because the player base is shrinking. That is the fundamental problem with Trials. It's a big, giant problem, right? Big, giant problem. Player base is shrinking. What are the causes to those things? Address those things, and if the player base numbers go up, you won't, you will not, you won't feel the pain of running into a recovery nearly as much. And the only reason you know it's a recovery is because you're leaving the game and checking stats elsewhere. Like you'd still play against them if they were doing a single carry or if they were stacking up and playing all weekend. Like many people do, there are literal teams that play all weekend and they just love stacking up and gatekeeping. Like they love it, they absolutely love it. You're gonna run into them no matter what. The more players that are in the player pool, the better it is for the mid lane and the casuals to just go in and have a good time. We want Bungie to solve that. Nobody is helping that by grandstanding and using their platform to condemn recoveries. Parasito. Uh, it comes with a unique challenges in providing PvP security. Is this another argument for separate clients or sandboxes? I don't want to get into the cheating thing anymore, Paris, because it's kind of off subject. We'll set to save the cheating stuff for Monday because I haven't read through that. I didn't read through that in the video, so I'm going to skip over that one. Xanber, do you think that there are parallels to the hate directed uh, at one tricks in Overwatch and recovery carries in D2? I don't really know what that even is in Overwatch. I mean, people getting angry about recoveries and carries don't really understand that trials isn't supposed to be easy anyway. So, I mean, listen, people give Grenader Jake hate about this because he tries to carry people all weekend. And when he runs into well-known stacked teams that just play all weekend and he expresses frustration about it, people give him grief about that. He's not saying they shouldn't do it. It's just frustrating for him. He is attempting to do something and these guys stack up and they just go all weekend, right? Is there is is there something wrong with that? They're not they don't need to go flawless anymore. They have everything they need. They're just getting their jollies off of like basically gatekeeping. Like 
you know what I mean? Is that wrong? Should they not do that? Should they basically get their wins and get out? You know, get their get all three characters flawless and then please stop playing for the rest of us? It's meant to be hard. Like, good players are going to be in there and you're going to lose a lot. Uh, villain. The other day you got into a conversation with a viewer about Destiny always feeling like a beta. Do you think Destiny could benefit from running a PTR? We already had that discussion. I'm not doing it again. Snake Doctor. With the reward bounty, do you think that we will also get the Game 3 reward if you eventually get there? Yes, because the Game 3 reward is a milestone drop. So it shouldn't affect that. The bounty, what the bounty's doing is, is it's unlocking the item in the pool so that then you can go turn in tokens. You should still get the milestone drop because it's 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 attached to something different. The bounty shouldn't up uproot that. Um, it should not uproot that. It should be the same. Ran uh, Radical says... Uh, do their proposed loot acquisition changes pander to more casual players like myself, or are they genuinely a good way to make trials more friendly to players at all levels, casual to hardcore? Well, I think it hits people, um, differently. So the potency of the solution is going to hit you in a more severe way. So let me give you an example. If you've been struggling to get to win three, this solution is going to hit you in a more potent way than the guys that are getting more tokens at games four, five, six, seven, and flawless. Okay. So Lumi has no problem going flawless every weekend, and then you struggle to get win three. Okay. You're both benefiting from the solution. You are. He's going to get more tokens. He's going to get more stuff from games four, five, six, seven, and flawless. You're both benefiting. I would say you're going to feel it a whole lot more than him because. You haven't you haven't even gotten your third win. You haven't even like put you know turned in your tokens. He's kind of like I mean extra tokens cool that's better. The only thing that's going to be more potent to someone in his level is adept weapons. Adept weapons are less potent to you. Why? Because you're at the bottom of the card. You're at the bottom of the player pool. You're less likely to get an adept weapon. Does that make sense? That's why both are so important. They're they're both so so important. The token system that they're outlining is super potent and really felt by you. And it's less felt by the hardcore guys that win all the time. Adept weapons, switch it. Adept weapons are more potent to the guys that go flawless all the time and it's less potent to you. The beauty of this system is, and you get rid of the dissonance, because there's a dissonance right now, you get rid of that dissonance when both players can come in and feel they're being rewarded for their time. When you can't get your third win, it creates this dissonance. You're like, ah, I, I can't get anything. So then the game, then the play, then the game's imbalanced, right? You're not winning, so you're not playing. So less people are playing, less casuals are in there. Games are more sweaty. Connection times take longer, and less people play. So there's this giant dissonance right now where no one is really wanting to play. Like no one wants to casually play. No one wants to go flawless because the rewards aren't good enough. So both both solutions are vital to the success of something like trials. Uh, Avin J. Do you think that there are too many PvP playlists right now? Yes, there's way too many. It needs. I would cut it in half. I would. I would cut it in half. Way too many. You go to. You go to this. You, you go here. It's. It's absurd how many there are to choose from. It's absurd. You should have classic mix and then control. That's it. Boom. Classic mix and control. Or I would just do cla- get rid of control and just do classic mix, and it's just no skill based matchmaking, just just laid back, just coming in play, and then you should have uh, elimination and survival. Maybe just have it bounces between those two. Maybe just bring back one hopper called competitive, and then competitive freelance, 
and then rumble and that's it and then i guess you could have your gimmick mode each week like scorch or something so that would shrink it right now you have two four six seven you have eight eight hoppers eight that's that no you have you have less than six hundred thousand people playing in a given day you're slicing up the player base too much matchmaking takes forever right now it takes forever this principle has rung true since like when call of duty would launch with only a couple of game modes because they wanted to keep the matchmaking fast they didn't want to slice up the player base they wanted matchmaking to go really really fast and call of duty would do that at the height of their player engagement because they just wanted people getting into games and playing Uh, right now we, we struggle to maintain like half a million players a day in crucible and you have eight hoppers to choose from it's way too many chop it down to like four or five you don't need eight it's it's way too many remorse 91 it's likely that these custom mods will be trial specific will this create a rich get richer scenario that we have constantly seen Bungie dance around like with Luna's and the not forgotten nerf Luna's and not forgotten nerf had nothing to do with rich getting richer it was because the precision the precision frame did not experience the bloom in air inaccuracy that other hand cannons on console felt Luna's and not forgotten were not even as popular as the ace of spades at the time at the time that nerf took place on PC ace of spades was a more popular hand cannon it was more consistent Luna's and the not forgotten were nerfed because they didn't experience they were basically like lasers compared to all the other hand cannons on console if they would have addressed that issue and removed bloom and removed the in-air inaccuracy on all hand cannons on console lunas and the not forgotten would have gotten chopped down a peg because you could have used a non lunas and a, a, a non-precision frame hand cannon and been able to compete you couldn't compete because they were basically laser beams and you got ghost bullets and weird recoil and in-air inaccuracy and someone with the lunas and the not forgotten did not have that so it was it was all over the place now if you want to address the two tapping thing sure they could have addressed the two tapping thing they did address that but they changed the weapons like at a, at a, at a way that they didn't need to do that they weren't a problem on PC they were not a problem on PC because of that disagree they were easy mode weapons no you, you're not even getting to the core issue of Luna's and Not Forgotten unless you can grapple with the difference between the precision frame weapons on console and the non-precision frames they could have nerfed the two tap nobody cared those guns were not dominant on pc for a reason they were not easy mode weapons ace of spades was way more popular on pc it was not that they were easy mode weapons it's that there were other all the other hand cannons on console couldn't compete because of the way the archetype of those weapons behaved that was the ultimate problem they should have unified like they should have unified the way that hand cannons function on console and then maybe address the two tap issue and then the weapons would have been fine again those weapons were not nerfed because of rich get richer that is not why they were nerfed so your premise is faulty here that's not why they were nerfed now your question is still good because as I said a little bit earlier, you want to avoid rich get richer. You don't want to hand somebody a hand cannon or a weapon from going flawless that consistently has a faster TTK than other weapons. That's problematic. It has to be something limited and contextual the way that Celerity or Adept Weapons in Destiny 1 were. Sandwich. 
Do you think standardized gear or specific loadouts for specific competitive game modes could lead the game to a better place? No. Forcing loadouts and specific gear is terrible. That is no place in Destiny. Making people grind for weapons in Flawless or different pieces of the game or different parts of the game and getting like really good rolls and then being like, but you have to use these is terrible. It's, it, 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 is, it is terrible. Not forgotten had a faster TTK, bruh. You guys are really, really struggling to listen today. I said that they should have addressed the two-tap issue, so sure, it had a faster TTK. But again, the main issue with Not Forgotten and Luna's was that on console specifically, the precision frame weapons did not experience the recoil and the in-air inaccuracy of all the other hand cannons. That is why Ace of Spades was the most popular hand cannon on PC. You guys keep correcting things that I didn't say. You're not even understanding what I'm saying. They should have addressed the two-tap issue, right? That's not like... That was an issue with uh, Luck in the Chamber. That's why Luck in the Chamber is gone, because you can't have random two-taps. Hockey Dan. If Bungie... um, If Bungie does decide to put an entry barrier behind Trials, what do you think the best way to go without harming new light players I I don't know I'm telling you they're gonna they're gonna hurt more people than they than they help I think if they start to put too many barriers in between players just being able to jump in and play trials um listen at the end of the day the cheaters are gonna get around it the people that want to cheat are gonna get around it if you require them to play a lot if you require them to pay money they're more than likely gonna get around it the question you have to ask is how many honest players are are not gonna get around it the cheaters are gonna get around it they're gonna play they're gonna buy accounts they're gonna play during the week to get the required amount of hours to have backup accounts like these guys are paying $25 a month just for wall hacks you're not you're not gonna stop them with barriers slow them down maybe and in the process you're going to slow down honest players or keep honest players out golden 25 with the changes coming for trials is it safe to assume that we are getting full new loot for next season i i don't know i really don't i thought that they were going to do the next armor set and then the doctrine of passing you know era of weapons i thought they were going to do that next uh next season because that's that would be like the next batch and then september could be all new stuff all new because it would it would be the you know the annual expansion this is toxic what do you think of fireteam banning is going to do for people that try to group with random other people we already had this question so i don't want to i don't want to go through that one again off topic but do you think about massive live events that fortnite did it's not really relevant right now not trials related but what about positive modifiers that make certain damage sources ignore the delta grenadier causes grenades to do at level damage Ooh, i like that i actually do like that that would be cool that'd be a good way to do like remember how i said they could do warmind cell modifiers because that's what's relevant this season and then like next season you could do something different they could say you know warmind cells do at level damage to motivate you to make warmind cells you know so you know next season let's say they had new mods and they were called um i don't know starfire starfire mods and they were making things in the game called starfire that you like you could pick it up and throw it and that could be stronger in the nightfall that could be like at level 
Um, I like this. Now, it would be a little bit OP with, with Warmind Cells, so maybe it could be something like Warmind Cells have a chance to do at-level damage, because you can make a lot of Warmind Cells. But I like where you, I like this idea to say, oh, we could do some positive modifiers to make certain guns or certain abilities stronger, or in this case, say, oh, these abilities or these things are going to do at-level damage. That could be kind of cool. Iron Lord. If they're going to reward one item for people just playing Trials, wouldn't it be a bit rewarding? Wouldn't it be more rewarding having a huge player base to come back for the one weekly bounty reward uh, or adept weapon? Wouldn't it be more rewarding in having a huge player base to come back for one weekly bounty reward or adept weapon? You, I'm skipping. Z. If a highly sought-after weapon is locked at three wins at the start of a season, teams might keep resetting their cards. Similar to happen with Astral. What do you think Bungie can do to address this? I, we, we had this debate before Q&A, and I said, you've got to consider long-term here. That's why I said they wouldn't let you keep your tokens. Because... Um, if you could keep your tokens weekend to weekend, you would just wait until the week shows up with like the really coveted item at week three. So you'd have like 300 tokens from four weeks of grinding and always resetting and never going past game three. And then you could do just this. So that's why they're not letting you keep your tokens. I still think they need to consider what you're saying as well, like limiting your loot pool. Well, with what they're doing, you're basically going to have everybody unlocking one item a week. And they could say, listen, whether you unlock it or not, the following week, that weapon's now in the pool too. You know? Just be like, we're not going to let you limit your loot pool anymore. We're not going to let you do it. And if you really, really motivate folks to go flawless, it wouldn't work anyway. If people are really wanting to go after adept weapons, you basically want to make the adept weapons good enough, cool enough, and unique enough so no one thinks of doing this. Oh, I'm going to go for a god roll from the bounty and the tokens. What are you? Why are you doing that? No. But I think Bungie also needs to consider all of the mid lane players and all of the sort of good players that would be like, well, we're less likely to go flawless, so let's do the low card farm. They need to de-incentivize the low card farm because right now with the way they're doing the bounty, you could conceivably really avoid certain weapons each week which is again that's the reason why I think they make your tokens expire because you could spend four weeks avoiding weapons you don't want and then and then low card farm that entire time so I still think they need to address it I think long term they're going to have to consider when a brand new season starts and no one's gotten any of the new loot this system could also be manipulated Slipknot um Genuinely curious to what makes recovery debate different from when we had issues in D2 Vanilla with Hawthorne giving raid loot to people who didn't do raids. Isn't that the same issue since you're paying someone to run trials for you? The reason I don't have an issue with that is because at least you are having to get somebody to go play trials. Your player, your character, your account went into trials and played trials, right? Hawthorne's raid bounties required you to do nothing. You booted up the game, walked to the tower, and pressed a button and got raid loot. You didn't have to get your buddy to help you. You didn't have to get carried. You didn't have to find a recovery. You literally just wandered into the tower, like, wiping the sleep out of your like, oh, man, whoo, good morning, everybody. Who free raid loot. Like, <laughs> it's... It's not even remotely the same. Hawthorne's bounties are not even in the same category as recoveries mobile number 
I didn't read the twa myself, but I watched a vid on it. Do you think that they'll have a bounty for the third win reward for all three rewards? For all three rewards? No, 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 no. It's just the third. It's just that. It's just that one. The bounty is really only there as a backstop. So if you can't get your third win, it doesn't matter. You get the bounty, you get the drop, and now it's open in the loot pool. And now you can turn your tokens in. To avoid tokens being deleted, do you think a good solution would be for them to make unlockable in the next week by completing the weekly bounty? I, I'm not. I'm not addressing that anymore because I've already addressed why I think it's okay for tokens to expire week to week. Do you think that Bungie and the recovery community need to start calling names on the recovery cheaters so innocent people don't get banned? If they start banning recoveries, they're going to have to ban some of their employees' accounts because they've got staff members that have had their accounts recovered. So. Good luck enforcing that one. Uh, NFS Anguis. Uh, I have heard from a couple of streamers, pro gamers, that once a game loses trust in its... in this... Oh, what it's trust in this case, the ability to fight cheaters, that the game never fully recovers. What are your thoughts? I mean, I definitely think you're seeing that happen right now. Right? I, de- I definitely think you're seeing that happen right now. You're seeing that people are not playing they're not wanting to play i'm hesitant to even do split screen how do we know about the staff members from bungie is that confirmed sounds like a rumor to me dude we've had multiple people in here tell me that high level players have recovered bungie accounts before i unless people are just in here just making stuff up like (laughs) i i don't know and then you gotta ban so many people then if you're gonna start banning recoveries you know how many people you gotta ban Again, you're struggling to ban cheaters. You're, 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 you're struggling to ban cheaters. Recoveries that are cheating should be banned for cheating, not doing recoveries. You shouldn't get banned for doing a recovery. You should get banned for cheating. It's different. Uh, would having a percentage of your tokens being taken away... Uh, every week work. Oh, a percentage taken away. I I think it's fine. I think it's fine. Um, it's truds. Do you think Bungie were caught off guard with the low level cheating within the pri- game prior to the season? I I don't know. They knew it was coming, right? They knew it was. They knew it was covering. You know, they 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 knew it was coming. They said that they increased their staff members they did server side changes they knew that cheating was going to increase with 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 uh with trials they did they th- there was no there was no question that there was there was going to be there was going to be a rise in cheating because of trials uh sss rotus how about ditching the token system and making bounties for ex- so for specific items that way people could would engage way more i know that's just your suggestion just catch 22 with sunset happening in the fall and adept mod slots is this the best option for all end game weapons is this viable with the current vault space do you see issues with season five uh with five season sets for three characters in the fall yeah i don't know i mean they're it they're gonna have to motivate you to shuffle forward to use new stuff and eventually you're you're just gonna have to delete stuff I don't know if they can have it like have a parody with collections so you could like store stuff in collections instead of in your vault you know what I mean um I, they're gonna have to come up with something because if not you're just I mean 
I guess you just have to start deleting stuff. And maybe if it's a self-pruning the way we did with armor, we all self-pruned armor when armor 2.0 happened. So maybe we'll do the same thing when weapons 2.0 happens. You'll be like, no, there's no reason to keep any of this stuff. It's possible that we do that. Uh, how do you think the fire team banning for hackers is going to affect people grouping with randoms? Um, we already addressed this question. I think it's going to make people gun gun shy to use LFG because they're going to be like, I don't know who's cheating and who's not. What did you think the Twab was saying? Trials weapons getting an adept mod slot. I already addressed that and said that I think it's good. It should, if they done right, it could give us flexibility while also motivating people, but motivating people to go flawless. Uh, do you think that it would be a good idea to have separate playlists for people who went flawless that week to only encounter other people who have been flawless? No, this is a terrible suggestion. I've shot it down every single time. You're going to motivate people to not go flawless because they don't want to have their player pool shrunk and their matchmaking take forever. So they'll just go, they'll just ignore going flawless all weekend and then they'll go flawless at the very, very end. This is an this is this is a terrible suggestion. I know where you're coming from on it, but the you, if you're only going to fight, that's not how it worked in D1. False. Didn't work that way. Mm-mm, no, it was card based, connection based. It was not. You did not only face people who went flawless. That's not how it worked. There was not a separate playlist or separate matchmaking if you went flawless. That is completely untrue. Iron Lord Rock. Um... Lono, do you think that Bungie should invest uh, more into competitive endgame since that's what brings most players to the game? I mean, they talked about how they want year four to you know really, really focus on aspiration. Once you went flawless and stayed on that card, you would face other people on a flawless card. Okay, that's not what he asked, Silent. Do you think it would be a good idea to have a separate playlist for people who went flawless that week to only encounter other people who have been flawless? That's not what he asked. He said, you're going to put them in a separate playlist because they've already gone flawless. It's been suggested a number of times. Card-based, you're you're not saying anything. You're saying that it was card-based. It's card-based now, Silent. If I try and do the triumph where I get wins after going flawless, I'm going to face people who have already gone flawless. That's how you do it. Once you go flawless, you can't reset. Why would any... Why would anybody think this is a good idea? You're just going to motivate people to not go flawless then. If they go flawless and can't reset, so they're only ever playing people that have gone flawless, that would be terrible to the player pool. Think about what you're saying. Number one, I think people would avoid going flawless. They would not want to do it. They'd be like, I'm not going to go flawless. I'm going to get stuck at the end of the card and never be able to reset. I don't want to do that. That's dumb. Or, let's imagine a fairy tale land where people actually do go flawless. Now all you're doing is slowly pruning the player pool to where it's just a bunch of terrible players just gliding to flawless because all the all that's left are potatoes. Slowly but surely, everybody just starts diving off the cliff like lemmings and they're all over here in the flawless player pool and it just gets easier and easier and easier to go flawless and the queue times would be absurd. It's a terrible idea. It wouldn't work. It's logistically, like, dumb. You can't do that to trials. Nobody would go flawless. They'd be like, I don't want to go flawless. Then we only face flawless players. So, yay, world's first flawless. Who are we going to play now? Uh, There's like 20 teams to match you with. Oh, that's great. Ooh, I can't wait to play. (laughs) I can't wait, dude. Only 20 people have gone flawless. <laughs> like, what? 
would be awful. Yeah, this is great, dude. I'm playing some team in Zimbabwe, and uh, yeah, these connections are terrible. Matchmaking takes a thousand years. That's that's so dumb. Nobody thinks past this. It's like you're gonna basically make nobody want to go flawless, and if they do go flawless, they'll have nobody to play against. Iron Lord Rock. Don't you think Bungie should invest more into competitive endgames since that's what brings players... What just happened? I think... you Did you submit that twice? What is happening? Aaron Kill. The TWAB gave a little insight into D2's development cycle. Since all the changes are for Season 11 and beyond, should Bungie be more open about this and allow us reasonable expectations? You're here a lot, Aaron Kill. So I am confused by this question for the following reasons. Maybe you've just never heard me reference Luke Smith's director's cut and how it points to year four, and that's when we will expect changes to happen with aspiration and bounties. I have said that so many times. They have done this. They've already done what you're asking for. Luke Smith made it clear that if they're going to make system-wide changes to better loot, aspirational loot, sunsetting, uh, adjusting bounty XP payout so that people don't feel like they have to live in a lost sector, he says all of that is going to happen in year four. They're already, they've already done this. They have such, they do such a good job of doing exactly what you're asking for. Like I. I don't think, I really, really don't think that they, they've been like tight-lipped about the fact that like they can't make immediate changes to the game. I don't think anybody, if anybody's in the dark about that, like why can't they make changes right away? Like they've been very, very transparent with us. Weekend, we get we get a weekly blog and then we get director's cuts from Luke Smith making it clear that like there are certain things that will and won't happen in this game in a timely manner. I feel like they have done this. Um... A random says, do you think that they should bring back daily missions? I miss having random things. It's just a suggestion. Uh, Iridor, do you think, do you have any concern about Trials mods on weapons being underwhelming? I mean, we'll have to wait and see. They can't go crazy, but I, I don't, there's no way for me to be concerned about them being underwhelming. They didn't say anything about them other than that they're considering doing it. Bungie mentioned that they're working on certain software utilized by, uh, by other games. Do you believe that this is the future or current implementation? I'm going to save that for the cheating talk. I, I, I found their cheating dialogue to be odd. I couldn't tell what was happening now and what was being worked on for the future. It was generally kind of confusing, uh, to be fair. I, it, was, I, it was hard to grapple with like what's happening right now and what's happening in the future. I couldn't tell some of the times. I need to reread it. Uh, do you think that we will get new weapons and armor every season or DLC? For Trials, I have no idea. Uh, do you think that someday Bungie will realize that skill-based matching and casual playlists is terrible? That's just you postulating your opinion. If even possible, uh, do you think denying recoveries will make a difference in the overall uh, experience of four players? Um, they're not going to deny recoveries. They're not. Listen, if Bungie starts banning people doing recoveries, then they might as well just put a fork in Trials because that'll be the end of it. That'll be the end of it. Like, if you're upset about recoveries, you don't like recoveries, fine. But if you start banning people because they're doing recoveries or banning the accounts that are being recovered and they're not using cheats, they're just it's just a good player playing on your account, you're just going to murder Trials. Like, you're just going to murder it. You have a bigger problem in the room. Like, they're not efficiently banning actual cheaters. The actual cheaters aren't getting banned. 
You can get this axe out and grind it all you want. You are wasting your time. They will not and cannot police recoveries efficiently. They're not going to do that. The greater threat to the player list and the greater threat to the to the to trials is cheating that they're not banning. Every weekend we see it. You're worried about recoveries and blatant cheaters what? That's you're just accepting that that's a thing? Like recoveries are not the problem. You keep go ahead, keep grinding that axe. You go ahead, you waste all your energy and your time. You go to the forums and Reddit and you rant all you want about recoveries that is not the problem when you tried to play apex legends in fortnite and there were aimbotters and cheaters all over the place that made it really hard to enjoy at that moment in time if in fortnite or in apex there would have been recoveries going on you wouldn't have been able to care or notice it why because there was tons of people playing So it wouldn't even have been on your radar to be like, man, that guy was really good. Let me quickly go check his stats and see, man, he built like a pro and absolutely killed me. Oh, wow, his stats are really bad. He must be doing a recovery. No, you didn't do that because there was just tons of people playing. If there was tons of people playing, if they fix the incentivization, they fix the cheating problem. You, you, you're worried about recoveries. Why? Because you go and check their stats on a website and you're like, oh, that person's not good. Uh, it must be somebody else playing for them. That is not the primary problem at all. There are far bigger threats to the player pool in the playlist than that. So you keep focusing on the wrong thing and and you want to clap for the streamers and the people getting on Twitter railing against recoveries. They're all wasting their freaking breath. That's not the primary issue. You want to know why? I hate to say this, but you don't want to know why some of these people are doing this because it's really hard for them to be critical of Bungie. It's easier for them to be critical of recoveries and streamers that they don't like. That's the facts, Jack. They don't want to go at Bungie and really address the fact that the, that the cheat enforcement's been abysmal and it's been a joke. You launched a free-to-play game and cheating is everywhere, right? It's You, you don't want to take aim at Bungie, so you take aim at recoveries. Like, they're all gun-shy and hesitant to like get critical of Bungie for failing and not doing a good job. So what do they do? They take shots at people that they actually don't really like that much anyway. That's what that's really what's going on here. It's not a it's not a coincidence that the people that are taking issue with recoveries don't exactly don't exactly have like a history of being super harsh with Bungie. Give me a freaking break, dude. Give me a freaking break. Quit aiming at the wrong people. Quit aiming at the wrong people. Bungie fumbled this ball. They fumbled it. Trials is in bad shape. The incentives were bad. There were no adept weapons. Low card farming was predicted before the dadgum game was even out. And there's cheaters everywhere. And you want to look at recoveries. It's just a waste of time. Bungie fumbled the ball. It's not recovery's fault that the game mode's in bad shape. Gee, money, Christmas. What a waste of energy. painless if even is it even possible oh yeah i already answered that one drifter what about the way that you can reset the card uh until you have three losses we don't need to micromanage the solutions they put in the blog are perfect they're perfect the solutions in the blog you don't have to micromanage people like no 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 you can't reset your card no 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 you can't do that no 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 you can't do that no 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 what they outline in the blog is perfect 
a little psycho. I really don't see anything wrong with how trials worked in D1. Do you think the token system prevents that from being implemented? No, again, read the blog. The token system is not the devil here. They actually are, are coming up with a great system so you can just play all weekend. If you only have one character or if you really prefer to play on a particular character, you can play all weekend and your rewards are not limited to a couple of bounties. You can play as much as you want. You can play as much as you want. The token system is not the problem. The structure was the problem. What they've come up with is great. Like, did you guys, some of you guys, did you read it? Did you guys read the blog? Some of you guys are asking questions. It feels like you didn't even read the blog. I feel like that the solutions they put in there are great for the distribution of tokens and motivating people to go to four, five, six, and seven and stop low card farming. And if you can't get win three, they have a solution in place with a bounty. Like, did you read the blog? Like, I think the solutions they outlined are great. The tokens are not the devil here. Uh, do you think the weekly bounty awarding the third win reward for more casual players as Bungie said will create a new farm with players deleting characters and the weekly bounty with refreshing Uh, I don't know so you think people are going to delete their character to do a weekly to get a guaranteed drop maybe I mean I don't know I don't that seems kind of out of left field I would imagine that by the time they do all that they could have just been like hey I unlocked a drop let's just keep playing and getting tokens like I I don't know Damascus do you think that the way tokens are removed will be pushed into other activities or made seasonal I just I have no clue bud I don't know I don't like saying bud I'm sorry I have no clue dude I have no clue if they're gonna want to do that um Jay James should matchmaking be based on skill or wins on the card? Skill-based matchmaking is terrible, and I don't play games that have it. And I'm not a top-tier player. I'm not looking to curb. I'm not looking to like curb stomp noobs. And I only want to play people that suck. I'm a mid-lane, slightly above-average player, and I hate skill-based matchmaking. And I've stopped playing numerous games that have it. I avoid it like the plague because it's awful. So I don't want it in trials either. Whitlow, I personally love that approximately 100 hours of playtime. Uh, do you think that there are other barriers for cheaters? Well, we've already addressed this question a couple of different ways. Um, when do you think Bungie will have the game at a place where they could say uh, they want it? Is it a never-ending cycle? I mean, I don't know. There's no way for me to make a prediction about this. It's just a, such a broad and super generic question. I mean, what do you want me to say? Like November 12th of 2021 is when they'll finally feel like it's the game they want? Like, I feel like the next year is going to be really pivotal because it'll be clear it's everything they've been working on and everything they've been trying to build. You know, but again, truth be told, I really don't think we'll really ever see the true version of Destiny if they don't get into a new engine and launch a brand new title. I just think this version of the game has got too many it's got too many shackles in it. It's just is really, really hard for them to do certain things. I'm 21 Ambition. Do you think this TWAB acts as a light at the end of the tunnel for the problems we're facing? Okay, so with trials, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool, boom. These are all the great things. These are all the things we were asking for in trials. Awesome. And then I read the anti-cheat stuff and I'm just kind of left like, I'm left confused more than sort of, it just seemed, I don't know. I wasn't the only one that felt this way. Lightleap came in and said stuff. Flame was tweeting stuff. I even said last night when I tweeted, like the anti-cheat stuff just had an odd vibe to it. It was like, what is this? Like, I don't even really understand what's going on. I, I don't know. I'm not going to say that the anti-cheat stuff is the light at the end of the tunnel for me because it was difficult to even really understand. It was difficult to understand it. Um, 
So if your kid uses another kid's test answers for their own and gets an A+, how is that any different from someone going flawless or boosting their rank in a video game? I'm going to be real honest with you. I'm just done dealing with horrible, argued, bad, false equivalencies. Just stop doing it. You guys create these really hyperbolic, arguably stupid comparisons to be like, how is that any different? If I have to, if I have to outline for you why cheating on a test is different than letting someone else play for you, if I have to walk you through that, we got a long way to go. We got a long way to go. Dragon. I know similar questions were asked today. Should an addition to Trials paywall be where they're quite free access to the quest, such as how RuneScape does their paid versus free? Oh, paywall or a long quest. Um, It ruins how prestigious the score is. Again, it's not equal, Sweat. It isn't. It isn't equal. I just don't... Everybody does this. They try so hard to argue against recoveries. This is how you know the argument against recoveries is bad. Every time somebody tries to do it, they make awful comparisons. It's like no one can come up with a good comparison because it's just like... It's literally me handing the controller to my buddy because he's better. Like, that isn't cheating. It isn't immoral. It isn't wrong. It, it's, oh man, I can't. Can you do, can you, you, you log in and play big, bro. I'm getting wiped out in Call of Duty. Here, you play for me. El Pinto Loco. Isn't the paywall unfair to console players? As a PvP player, why should I have to buy every single season because PC suffers with text? That's what I was talking about, El Pinto Loco. Like, I don't want them. I do, I do not want them to swing wide at this and hurt people that just want to play honestly. Uh, Papa Trolls. All this talk about paywall required hours. Why is this needed if Bungie said they're working on implementing anti-cheat? Well, to be, to be fair, I think they're trying to say we're, think, we're considering all options here, right? We're considering all options. Multi-pronged, a multi-pronged approach. Are those things good enough on their own? No, but they could certainly help. Again, I'm against the paywall thing because I think it would ultimately hurt honest players more than stopping the cheaters. The cheaters have proven that they will go to great lengths to cheat. They will go to great lengths. They have backup accounts. They pay a monthly fee to cheat. Like, do you really think a paywall is going to stop a lot of these guys? I don't think so. I think you're going to hit honest players more. Uh, could requiring players to play placement matches in the ranked mode each season to get a decent gateway into trials no rank requirement just place grants. see again it's not that this is a bad idea but you have to understand cheaters are going to great lengths to cheat so they're going to do this willingly they'll do this during the week on their alt accounts and they'll be ready to cheat all weekend and you're giving honest players a bunch of homework or a paywall or whatever like you know what I'm saying it's not that the idea is bad it's that I don't think it would stop cheaters you're just going to end up frustrating honest players snake says outside of trials what can be done to improve the overall health of PvP? Currently, no rewards, survival playlists. I've always said you got to go to the source, which is the NPC, and create a daily, weekly, seasonal, like ritualistic grind, a rank with the NPC, you know, weapon boons. So you have a reason to grind in and get stuff. I have not. Did I call out all these subs? I don't think I did. Newton's Laws with 29 months, Killamag with 10 months, uh, Way 24 away got a gifted sub, and then 19 months from Epic Fail. Thank you. Um,. Uh, so the, yeah, I, the, the health of PVP, I say go to the source. Like, I think we need things at the source of the, 
of a reason each day to kind of come in and do, and 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 play and and get the get getting rewards at the end of matches and stuff. I think weapon boons and a seasonal rank with Zavala and Shax would go a really long way for people to feel like there is something for me to do day to day, week to week, and season to season, as opposed to there's like no real reason to grind day to day. Like, oh, you upgrade your rank and get rewards, but it's like, but if there's nothing new there, you know what I mean? Uh, Xenotide. Also kind of off topic, what would your opinion be on something like PV- PvE armor set bonuses, skills, Monster Hunter, maybe? Um, well, right. Obviously, this system in Trials would work great in other places. This idea like, oh, we could have adept mods or special class mods. Like like I said a little bit ago, uh, raids and like Grandmaster Nightfalls would be a great place for this. Um... Is the Trials 12 happening this season or next season? What they outline with Trials sound like stuff they were going to be able to push out uh, very soon. Very, very soon. Um, could Bungie add a fee to change account regions to help remove the recovery debate? If it costs me $15 to move my account to North America, uh, it adds friction, even if minimal. I mean, again, you got to ask... If there's a million people playing a day, and over the course of a week, there's a probably you know anywhere from three to four million players playing in a week. How many out of those millions are consistently moving or changing regions in an honest way? And then they have to pay money. And is this going to stop the cheaters or recoveries? No. If you're willing to pay for a recovery, you'll probably just pay that fee too. Um, I really just don't think this is going to. Um, I really just don't think this is going to uh, would stop anybody. So, Houdini, do you think it would be a good idea to disable exotics in trials? No. Uh, the torch. Thinking back to the question about a separate playlist for flawless, how about wins with the flawless card give a guaranteed weapon drop? It would keep top tier players out of the bottom of the card. This is a good one that I think came up in another Q and A a while ago. The idea that what if winning after you go flawless did that it was a guaranteed drop at the end of every game like people would people would stay way at the top of the card they would again what you're doing is exactly what i said like put so much stuff on the back half of the card that resetting and going to the bottom is almost like i don't want to do that right now it it would be it would i think it would be a really good idea i like this somebody suggested this a while ago and i think it's a solid one to be like dude just keep going man i did that the other day with critical ape and uh and nervous and it was fun it was hard and i was getting my butt kicked cuz we were playing against much better teams well we played the one team 3 times and i'm pretty sure they were walling which it murdered my stats cuz i'm not good enough to really play against wallers i just i'm not smart enough i just i kept feeding but um, that would be a great way to incentivize people to not reset, you know? Uh, Wave Rida. In regards to slot leveling, I agree it's a good idea, but implementation of slot leveling, in your opinion, would it work per character or per account? Well, it would be, it would be like it is now, homie. It would be per, it would be a, on your account. Right now, if you get a bunch of your weapons to, to level a thousand, the game considers all of your characters having those slot level a thousand weapons. Slot leveling is already in the game. It just doesn't it just doesn't do it in a visual way. It's in the background. When you switch to your warlock from your hunter and you hand those weapons over, even if you don't hand them over, they're in the game and they are equipable. 
So the game is like, it considers your warlock as if it has a thousand level weapons. There's a reason. Don't you think that recoveries and cheating incentivize each other? Cheating makes recoveries more efficient, and recoveries give cheaters a way of making income. I do not believe these things come together. I believe cheaters are scum, and they'll, like, obviously, they're going to do something to try to make money doing it, but, like, recoveries started a long, long time ago in D1 on console, and you couldn't, it was really difficult to cheat back then. Now, I'm sure there were people that might have done recoveries and done, like, DDoSing, but most of the people that did recoveries in D1 were not cheating because it was way harder to cheat on console. It was almost non-existent. Now, DDoSing was, was, was pretty prevalent near the end, but you couldn't run, like, aimbots and wall hacks on console. So I don't think the birth of recoveries is like, oh, cheaters, they, they, one leads to the other. Like, oh, you know, marijuana is a gateway drug. You're going to, you know, you're going to end up with heroin, you know, needles in your arm and dead in a gutter if you take a, if you take a hit of reefer. Like, that old, you know, that old scare tactic they tried to use in the, when I was growing up. I just don't think that recoveries leads to cheating. There are people cheating all over the place. Like, they don't need to make money. People just like to cheat. (laughs) They just like to cheat. Uh... King MC, do you think with better flawless rewards and win incentives that they could expand from one weekly bounty to three for all the rewards? Mm, you got to be careful. I don't. I don't think you want to overreact here and make it way too easy to get loot. I think that would. I think that's dangerous. Is there a way to prove recoveries? How would Bungie enforce not using recoveries? I mean, people in chat just a moment ago were arguing that recoveries, both the person recovering and the person that got the recovery, should be banned. You, they can't even ban cheaters and you want them to do that like that is how would you even prove it and number one how would you prove who the actual like if Lumi does a recovery how do you know that he's the one that did it so you'd have to have like IP IP rec- records and hardware records and then be like okay that's Lumi's hardware and IP oh and he did a recovery so ban his normal account and then ban the account he recovered like I there's just no way to expect them to do that. They're not even efficiently banning banning cheaters right now. And you want them to go down this this rabbit hole? They got far bigger bigger, bigger fish to fry than chasing down recoveries. Love the twa, but the thing I'm scared of is the bandwidth. All the things they said are needed, but uh, will they need to prepare even more barebone seasons to get it? I have no idea, Ashen. Uh, would implementing two game modes of trials be amazing? Having one playlist for five and flaw? No, 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 no. You don't want to split it up anymore. We already have eight playlists to choose from during the week. Do you think that the quality of life changes that they've outlined will bring people back? And maybe, but again, I said the big risk is they do all that. They, they Let's say they push out a patch, right? They push out a patch and they make all these changes and everybody comes swarming back to trials. If they don't minimize the cheating, then a lot of people might be like, I don't want to do this. There's just a bunch of cheaters in here. Uh, Hollywood Zero. I don't remember so many people complaining about cheating and recoveries with Trials of the Nine. What is keeping people from seeing the free-to-play without cheat prevention causing the cheating increase? Again, people like to have uh, a villain to blame, and it's easy to see people doing recoveries, and you want to blame them. They're the villain. The real villain in the room are the cheaters. And you're right, free-to-play is the real cause here. Recoveries were hardly ever complained about before because cheating was a lot more minimal because it wasn't a free-to-play game. And free-to-play is the true reason for the floodgates opening. And that's again, is the real issue. Prem. 
Uh, do you think waiting until next season to roll out fixes for trials is too long? Well, they're not going to wait. Isn't We're in season 11 right now, aren't we? Aren't we in season 11 right now? And then next is season 12, right? So they, they, they made it sound like they were going to outline, they were going to try and do these token systems. Wait, we're in season 10? Oh, wow. So we're really not going to do that. They're not going to change the token earn rate or anything until next season? I didn't catch that. I thought we were in season 11. Yeah. That's kind of not going to work. Um, how many more weeks are we in this season? When's the next season start? Doesn't it start in June? We got to go all of May to do... <laughs> Wow, I didn't catch that. I I totally blanked. I thought we were in season 11, June 16th. Gee. I hate to say it, but I think that that needs to get that needs to get fast-tracked, dude. 52 days. Well, 52 days sounds big and ominous. How many weekends of trials is that? What, 5 or 6? Um Who, man, that's going to hurt. That I don't know. It might be okay because if they can't get ahead of the cheating, then it might be <laughs> it might be okay to wait, right? Because you don't want to bring a bunch of people back right now because they can't they can't get they can't if they can't wrangle cheating to the ground, then yeah, it could be because a lot of them are working from home. That's that's rough. I didn't catch that. I totally glided over that. Uh, JD Gamer uh, with Bungie addressing trials, should we see Bungie addressing the PVE people when it comes to lack of content? Um, I mean, they're addressing problems with trials. Like that's different than that's different than people being like, I don't like PVE. PVE's also got a more healthy player base, so it's not a front burner issue as much. What do you think Bungie's response to so much content being in the Eververse will be? What do you think it should be? You're just complaining about Eververse in disguise. Don't do that. Grave. What if they replace comp with Trials of the Nine to provide an always available PvP mode with its own rewards? That just isn't needed. We do, if, if anything, right now we don't need more game modes. We need we need less. We need less. Snake Doctor, does the bounty unlock the ability to cash out tokens or the ability to cash out tokens for that week's reward? It lets you cash out tokens. It lets you cash out tokens. The way they worded it, I'll reread it to you. The way they worded it is that a weekly bounty encourages participation uh, and when redeemed, the bounty will reward the same item that comes from the three win passage, unlocking the Ingram for purchase that week. Like you'll be able to purchase Ingrams after that happens. It's not only going to be that third drop. Now, if you don't have any trials loot, then sure, it will. <laughs> That's how I guess how it'll work. So it, uh, but if you already have a bunch of things unlocked, it won't just be that, uh, that one it won't as far as i understand you're unlocking the ingram for purchase and if the ingram has four weapons in it you're basically getting that week's win three and like tricking the game to be oh i can buy ingrams now obviously again if you don't have any of the items unlocked then yeah it'll only be that item so i'm gonna end it there so we have time to like transition and do uh and do split screen and we'll find some teams to cover i didn't do it like right away at one o'clock i didn't feel rushed to q a has been really good people have been really enjoying it listen it, it gets spicy you may not agree with me on recoveries you may you may you know you may think that i'm off my rocker but you know really really good spicy conversations and really good back and forth 
and uh, I appreciate it very much. If you're here and you enjoy this, you enjoy listening and lurking and treating it like a podcast, it's family friendly. You don't got to worry about me swearing and going crazy. Click the follow button. That's a free way to support me. After you click the follow button, that's the little heart button. It'll ask you if you want to be notified. You can say, yeah, I want to be notified so you don't miss these. Uh, we're going to transition to doing some shout casting and covering some trials. Apparently the map is burnout. So don't go anywhere. If you're listening to this on the other locations, you can probably catch me live right now at say no to rage.com. As always, please like, share, and subscribe.